Hello and welcome to A Star to Steer Her By, episode 178. Ah. This is the 178th time you've wasted. Well, more than that, if you include the uh, 10 forwards and That's uh, true. Uh, Space Western there. Serenity. Yeah. And to yeah, be fair, that's why. That's really not fair. I mean, at least two or three of the episodes weren't a waste of time. You know, I would say we have at least a 1% success rate. Wow. Yeah. Best of Both Worlds was good. We got presents. Oh, yeah, that's right. Mm. Cool. Well, yeah, as I said, this is the 178th episode of, of our podcast. And the and porn parody the, was great, too. It is the... Um... <laughs> Actually, you know, I just checked SoundCloud. You know what this is? If you include everything... 200? Our 200th episode. That's too Woo! many. That's way too many. Woo! At least 194 episodes. too many. Wow. That's uh, that's great. We should do like a big, like, doing windmills with our dicks or something in celebration. <laughs> I don't have You go dick. ahead and you stay left, off camera. I left my dick at home, so I won't a, be able to. I don't know. Do a windmill with your clit. I don't know. Whatever, whatever broads do. Whatever the... <laughs> Whatever the female equivalent of windmilling is. Wow. Speaking oh, of what no. ladies do, Jake, what episodes are we talking oh, about? Oh, that's right. We're gonna be talking about two episodes of Deep Space Nine. And interestingly enough, these also happen to be the hundred and seventy-eighth episodes of Deep Space Nine. So talk about coincidence there. The that's definitely not right. <laughs> definitely wrong. Uh, well, <laughs> All right. Well, for this 200th episode spectacular, um, which we've been planning for for months. Oh yeah. Does anybody have like a like a blow tickler or like a like, maybe like what the wait? I know we, we've talked about this before, but what the fuck do you it. mean it's by blow those, tickler? It's one, one of those, those things you have blowers. at New York at New Year's Eve that you yeah, like tickler like just the, sounds wrong. But it has the thing that flicks out. You yeah. know, you know yeah, what like I mean. A big tongue. Like it yeah. un- uncurls. Yeah. yeah, the British call them blow ticklers. And I don't well, have wrong. another word for them. Oi, but I don't know what the fuck to call them. We got ourselves a blow tickler. Because uh, if you call them like a party blower, sister. that just sounds like what you call me after too many drinks. Hey. hey. Speaking mm-hmm. of, who are we? Oh, oh my yeah, God. my name's Jake, and this, I'm joined by... This is Chris. Ugh, this is Ames. Uh, <laughs> Put that blow tickler away, Caitlin. You can't make me. This is a free country. Oh, wait. Did you actually say the episodes yet? I haven't. The episodes we'll be talking about today are Exploders and Family Matters. Does that make from? It's a rare condition this day Oh, my God. He totally is Urkel. talk about rom we should talk about our first episode called explorers Mm. as we (laughs) open the as we open the episode we see a great pair i mean just spectacular (laughs) um i mean i'm probably going to spend most of the episode talking about this we meet a new Dabo girl lita who i uh, we will see more of oh my god i totally forgot that this was this episode 
Yeah, and I mean, she's it's just... It's really quick. She's, she's there for stacked. all of two minutes. She's Bajoran, good hair. Just, I mean, just, just, just an all-around quality... Yeah, but she pronounces Woman. Lita like she's never said it before in her fucking well, life. She's but she's say it on Bajor, okay? Jesus, get over it. It might um, be the translator. So some other shit happens in the episode. The I don't really remember. But yeah, and that's Explorers. <laughs> <laughs> that's about right. God Try again. It. Okay, no. For reals, though. Uh, yeah, so Julian is, uh, man, they're, they're doing this weird flirty thing uh, with Lita. And uh, it doesn't quite, doesn't quite uh, work. So hopefully she gets herself a better man in the future. So, uh, but we do find out that the Lexington is going to dock. And on board the Lexington is Bashir's old rival from college, who uh, was the, the, the doctor who beat him out. Um, beat him off? No, well, wait. he wishes. Uh, beat him out for valedictorian because he didn't have, you know, that post-ganglionic bullshit. And like, good for them for throwing back to that memorable moment. Every, Every chance they time. can. Oh, yeah. so much with the I ganglia. I swear to Christ, God damn it. this better be the last one. It's not. No, no, no. It's just, it's it's his personality, you know? His personality is ganglia and fuck. Is that the new Netflix and, and chill? Ganglia and, and fuck? Yes, that right. actually worked for um, Michelle Yeoh and Michael Berman in uh, Discovery. Wasn't that what it was? It was ganglia and fuck, wasn't it? That's oh, right. yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. So anywho, Cisco's also back from a vacay to Bajor where he's got a fake beard. So and, obviously uh, Oh my. A uh, really bad fake beard. Oh my god, uh, I didn't even do you know that. I didn't even realize it was fake. Isn't that all? Growing in for the next week. You, you can tell because next week it's, it's really entirely really different. It's yeah, real. I noticed and that, thin. but I thought, you know, maybe that like was It was a really choice. important that he have it for this episode for some reason. And Avery forgot that he wasn't supposed to shave, but whatever. Well, because Jake was sowing the seeds of a romance, and That's he didn't true. want his dad to look like a baby-faced little bitch. So anyway, uh, he's like, listen, I found out about this thing that the Bajorans did way back in the day. They built this this space sail, sailing ship. Uh, I don't have anything going on running a space station, so... So, uh, so let's why don't we build this ship, Jake, and, and try to fly to Cardassia in it? And uh, Jake's like, that sounds boring as fuck, Dad, so peace. But then Jake uh, gets a letter from Earth, and he's like, yeah, maybe I'll go with Dad anyway. So Cisco ends up building this uh, this space boat ship, <laughs> sail, sail ship. Uh, dingy. Space dingy. dingy. <laughs> yeah, it, it's pretty janky. They got to, like, crank the sails. and Was it made of wood? I That'll... think there was wood in it, but I, it looked like it was made of metal. Okay. I think there yeah, was some wood parts. I know they used a lot of bronze, but the wood was confusing because I don't think wood is very space tight. Well, Ooh. it's it floats in space. So, <laughs> so anywho, they set off on their on their journey. Partway through, Jake drops the bomb that he got accepted into some kind of writing program. He makes his dad read his terrible fucking Fan erotica, uh, <laughs> and. Uh, and you know Benjamin's this really good about it. Though. Like you know, this is going to be hard to masturbate to. Not impossible, but um, it's going to be difficult. Challenge accepted. But Jake's like, I don't really know if I want to go to the school right away on Earth because you know I kind of feel bad for you, Dad, that you get stuck here. But guess what? I got a lady for you who we'll meet later. And Cisco's like, you sent me up. And Jake's like, Yep. Her name's that's Lita. right, Dad. Um, her name's Lita. You say? No, her name is something else. <laughs> anyway, her name is Worf's sister-in-law. Why do you sure. say that? Played by the same actress. Oh, I was like, who? Penny Johnson. She's great. Yep. Yeah, she's on the Orville, too. 
Yeah, she's, That's she's right. one of the best elements of the Orville. Right, Man, I could have finished watching that at some point. Like, it gets, like, season two gets really interesting. Honestly, like, after I got past episode two, I was pretty on board because they have that, the episode where they talk about the baby who's born the wrong gender and shit. Yeah, and I that was comes like, up again, Holy too. Holy fuck. Like, yeah. it just, it was deeper than I expected for a fucking shit heel like Seth MacFarlane, is all I'm saying. Yeah, well, just go watch, uh... Space watch Force. The, the Outcast. I yeah. have seen some of Space Force too. It's eh, actually it's I fine. like it. I think it's I, funny. I, I put it on the same caliber as Avenue Five, both of which I'm like, eh. Avenue yeah, Five but... didn't grab me the way I wanted it to, and I gotta finish it at some point anyway. Very, cause... very caricature-y. Wait, let me interrupt for one more second, goddammit. The problem for me with Avenue Five is Josh Gad. Who's that? He's so he's the fucking annoying one. The really oh, the annoying fucking one. annoying one. Yeah, I can't. Who stand like him. owns the fucking ship and is just going around like, oh, you're a very special person. You clean the ship. Oh well, you know I like to treat it. Shut the fuck up, Olaf. You fucking <laughs> dick bag. Worst part of Frozen. Worst part of Avenue Five. Josh Gad. Anyway, Jake, Jake us away. Sorry. Yeah. Um, Penny Johnson. Yeah, sure. So uh, anyway, that's what's going on in the ship. Back in base, Julian's trying to work up the nerve to talk to his rival. Dr. Uh, Lentz. But uh, she walks past him, doesn't even notice him, and he takes offense. So he and Miles get shit-faced. Is that why they got hammered? Yeah, because yeah, he was depressed. But then it turns out it was all a mistake, because when he finally does talk to her, she's like, oh, I thought you were... Andorian. Or, Andor- or Andorian? I knew it was a blue person. Um, yeah, I thought you were blue, Dabba Dee Dabba Die. Uh, <laughs> and he's like, I am blue. He's like, I can see why you'd be confused. I do have a blue house with a blue window yeah. <laughs> and a blue shirt. It's mm. true. Uh, but yeah, it turns green, out she she's not horrible after oh. all, and um, she is envious of him because he gets a really got a really cool posting out of school, but she's stuck on this this ship that is boring and. She's testing soil samples and she's shit. Got, she's testing the waters. Sounds so like ba- she's going to put out, too. Yeah, they definitely oh, yeah. bang. Let me time. show you my research. Yeah, he showed Zip. her He showed her his uh, biological research. Can I give her some hands-on training experience? That does yeah. explain your question from a while ago. What's that? He, he apparently has a fair bit of downtime in which he can do research. That's fair, evidently. Yeah. yeah, publishing not, papers that are brilliant. When he's, he's not his, busy uh, banging Garrick. Got his ganglia going. So anywho, uh, back on our little uh, sailing vessel. And Jake thinks I take forever. This, well, because you keep to, interrupting to be fair, me with fucking sidetracks, for Christ's sake. To be Penny fair, Johnson. he's taking just as long as you, and it's because we're interrupting him about as much as we interrupt Gee, you. Gee, I wonder why that is. No idea. Anyway. Uh, yeah, Jake, so, you're losing control of the situation. They, out of nowhere, <laughs> their ship breaks, and then they go to warp, even though it's a sail ship. So they're at warp speed. Then out of nowhere, uh, you know, they think they're stuck because they don't know where they went. They're way off course. But then uh, Ducat pops up in, in a fleet of ships, and it's like, hey, boys, uh, looks like you did it after all. Uh, Fireworks. Oh, by the way, we also found it. out that uh, the ancient Bajorans did this. Why would, okay. I know we'll get to it, but like, why? Why Hang would Gal Dukat do fireworks? Who doesn't give a shit? Would fireworks work in space? Probably not. There's I no mean, oxygen or whatever. Well, no, no. Fireworks are probably self-oxygenated. Gu- right? Guys, guys, of all the things wrong, like, technically with this episode, I think the fireworks are the least. We're nerds, goddammit. We need to know. 
How? Hope I enjoyed okay, them. I so. think fireworks probably would work. I don't know. I'm not a science They'd guy. They probably developed, but they but they wouldn't right? make yeah. sound. At they the would not. Least. Okay, so here, like, how on a ship that was never intended to go to warp did it have inertial damp? Oh, that's good, a good enough question. for if they got to warp. Yeah, they skipped a lot of steps with this ship because they say, oh, yeah, would the Majorans even know how to keep enough oxygen on this ship? Shrug, whatever. We're just going to ignore that and not tell you what we're doing. Well, also, they said that they, well, the, because they thought that the trip to Cardassia would have taken years. So they're saying there's no way they could have kept years worth of oxygen. Right. Because they yeah, didn't know that the ship could go to warp. Ben was just trying to get to the something belt or some such, but then the, they hit that tacky yeah. on Eddie and got warped. And like, what was the other issue? Oh, yeah. So Ben even says he put in the gravity netting or whatever because Zero G makes him nauseous. I missed that to comment. Yet so much of the ship's design was clearly based around not being in Zero G. Like Like the the toilet. Well, maybe, maybe, well, okay, well. That's true. Why would they have a hammock? Hammocks don't work in Zero G. Yeah, the hammock wouldn't work, but he might have just, the hammock might have been something he added himself. Like maybe, maybe they, maybe they, maybe they had, you ever see like how astronauts on the ISS sleep in like, like sleeping, sleeping bags? bags? Yeah. That wall. are basically tacked to the wall. Yeah. Well, I was just going to say, I was literally just going to say like, how the fuck would you sleep then in zero G? Just going to float around all over the place. Yeah. You, yeah, you no, basically they, have to strap in. Yeah. They you do can mention, swaddle yourself like a baby. Yeah. They do mention, even though they don't show it, that the bathroom is zero G bubble, but like everything else, like how were they cranking those? What's it? In zero G, because there was clearly a lot of like bracing yourself against the floor. Well, they might have had like Velcro shoes, yeah, maybe. so that they could still stand on the floor, but you know, still be in zero G. Yeah, it just uh, a lot of it was like you weren't thinking about this when you designed. Drake made a stupid comment, maybe made me want to smack him when they were like, "Oh yeah, these are the kinds of ships they would have built eight hundred years ago." I think was the was the number they gave, and Jake's like. Oh, wow! That's when human beings on Earth were still just flying around in, like, Boats. rafts and schooners. Yeah. And I'm like, what? do you not realize that other civilizations might have a different timeline than yours? I mean, I have mean, you met humanity? Yeah. I was going to say, think about how the U.S. doesn't sort of understand that there are other countries in the world. Never mind, mm-hmm. I mean. Yeah, and think about how back-assward's Bajor is for the most part with their society and all the Yeah, really the question should be like Bajor did this? That yeah. sounds wrong. Yeah, like if you told me the Vulcans had warp ships 800 years ago, no problem. Yeah, sure. Oh the yeah, 1000 years ago. <laughs> they come what, out of the um, womb with those things. What another thing that annoyed me and I feel like I probably brought this up terrible terrible fistful of datas. <laughs> but just as they kept calling it the ancient west they kept referring to the eight centuries prior Bajorans as ancient Bajorans, and it's like, 800 years ago isn't ancient. Like, 800 years past from now is the 1200. We don't call that ancient time. That's well, I, the middle age. Well, that's because we have, like, a named, like, a named epoch, right? You know, like, we actually call it the Middle Ages. But if we didn't have that, I don't know what we'd call it. I, just, I still can't imagine we'd lump it in as ancient. Well, it depends on how long the Bajoran like timeline is. Maybe, maybe they just jumped from nine hundred years ago to eight hundred years ago with no time flat. Mm. 
Mm, well, everything does get compressed heavily in history, right? Yeah. You know, we think, we think, you know, oh yeah, the Middle Ages is an extremely long period of time, but it all kind of, you know, seems like, oh, well, there's, you know, knights and horses. Yeah, and I actually watched uh, two, two documentaries last night on the, um, the expedition that this idea was based off of, the, Con- the Contiki Expedition, which is actually very fascinating, and they have a lot of interesting footage, and they've, like, like the, there's been reenactments of this thing in the past 10 years, basically. It's, re- it's really cool. So the Contiki Expedition is this raft that this Norwegian, because it's always Norwegians, because they're fucking brilliant. And they're raft- really bored. Yeah. This guy, Heyerdahl, Thor Heyerdahl, <laughs> built, built this Thor. raft based on a Peruvian schematic from me- like thousands of years ago. And wow. the idea from was ancient to prove times. from ancient, the ancient West. Uh, <laughs> and the idea was, well, you to know prove, why? Cause it sounds better than the really, 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 really old West. Uh, ye old West. <laughs> um, yeah. So the idea was to prove that, that, you know, there was this idea that could Peruvians have made it across the Pacific to Polynesia. And the idea was, Dear God, no. They didn't From have that Peru? kind of technology. From Peru. Holy shit, that's a long trip. Yeah, How so long is that trip? 101 days. On a fucking raft? On a, on a raft made of balsa wood with a five-person crew, so a total of six people on this fuck? raft. And they made Did it... Did they fucking blow it by bringing seven people and only enough uh, stuff for six? They're no, they, not they, Scott. they all survived. Their parrot flew away eventually, but well, who can blame him? Frankly, where did the parrot go? I don't. I, I'm sure anywhere to its else, dude. Any fucking in the middle else. of the ocean, it's not like like the parrot's gonna get tired of flying and it, just it, crash. No, never, it, uh, never happened. It befriended a pod of dolphins. They Aww. all take turns letting him ride on their back. Aww. That's cute. Or yeah, just keeping him up in the thermals or something from their breath. Yeah, and Thor Heyerdahl's grandson. Just in, I want to say 2006, because this documentary came out in 2010, I think, redid this this expedition with his own raft that he built almost the same way, but bigger, <laughs> because of course he did. Uh, and he cut like 30 days off the trip by not going around uh, following the, the stream, but just going straight on through. Fuck. And their, what's the name? The bo- their boom broke several times. They had to replace it with bullshit. Hmm. But no, there's it's really also cool. there's also a Tiny Toons Adventures episode parody of that called Conduct. Ah, but uh, you know what's even more impressive though is yeah, it's great that that some Norwegians were able to do this. But you got to figure that They're the Vikings, ancient Peruvians you know. they didn't know where Polynesia was. They didn't know that there was a Polynesia. Yeah, they just, they just got in a, a fucking and raft. Went. How did they... Maybe there's some shit out there. I don't know. Yeah, even watching the two different teams building their rafts, like they still used machinery to build the rafts in the same way that the Peruvians would have. So it's still you know, not a single screw or nail on the things. Everything's wow. tied with wood. Yeah. But they're still using giant machines to move the wood around. And I can't imagine, even if it's, you know, balsa wood, but it's fucking like 25 feet long. That actually brings up another point that I about what's just ridiculous about this episode. Oh, that Ben built this thing by himself in under three weeks? Yes! 
Yeah, it does. Was, he's a he's a master woodsman. He's a smelter. He's yeah. got all that shit. He's he really like good a, at welding. A stick welder. No worries. He's great. How he's, much did the replicator do? Most of it. Most here's what of I'm it. guessing. I'm guessing that like every night after Cisco went to bed, Miles went into that cargo bay and just redid all the shoddy work. Yeah, even two people building this thing, though, because, you know, watching the Norwegians build this raft, it took them over five weeks for 20 people in machinery to put this thing together. So I have a quick follow-up question, Jake, which is, are leprechauns known for building stuff for people? (laughs) (laughs) I do really love the idea of just sneaking in and going, oh, Jesus, last five fucking minutes. Oh, faith in Begora. He needs this oxygen tank, damn it. You know what it is? (laughs) He purposely blasts himself with radiation and tachyon to get a team of himself from across time. (laughs) So it's just a cargo bay full of Mileses. And then all the extra ones die off. Yes. Chief O'Brien and the Seven Miles. Is it like, you know, yes, solar wind is a thing that Mm -hmm. exists. Oh yeah, actually this uh this episode won the Best Vision of the Future award from the Space Frontier Foundation because they they were also simultaneously working on solar sail technology. But the thing is, it's cool. I'm pretty sure like a the the sails wouldn't be billowing in the solar wind. They'd also need to be kilometers long. I know. Well, that was the other thing. It's like Given the size of, the, of that ship, you know, I get that he's like, yeah, well, you know, because it's so low mass, but but the the solar wind is so freaking weak. The sail would have to be, like you say, kilometers big just to yeah. just to catch enough. Can't you know, fit that in the cargo momentum. bay, though. Maybe Bajoran solar sails are better. Yeah, it, it was really pretty. The, apparently, in a cut line, it was called the Baraka, which hmm. means good fortune in Swahili. Oh, cool. uh, it's a very pretty ship. I like the yeah, look I of like it a lot. The look of it. It looks like a, a beautiful space insect. Hmm. I'm not even joking. I kind of wonder if they cut that because it's like the heyday of Mortal Kombat. They just figured stupid people would think it was after the uh, Baraka, the big green guy. Or no? No, no. He was the guy with the blades. Arm. Blades arms. Yeah. Point Who's hmm. the green oh guy? He's from a different game, isn't he? Yes, that's. Street Fighter. Blanca from Street Blanca. Fighter. Blanca. Well, it sounds similar, too. It does, yes. So I, I think Thank it would have been nice if it had a name, the ship. That's true. I think it would have been nice if this wasn't the most boring fucking A-plot ever. I don't know. I kind of did, you know, it, it wasn't exciting by any means, but I don't know. I, I, I like the, the father-son bonding It's a lovely relationship, plot. yeah. But yeah, that's oh, what I was going to no. say is like... It's just, it's, like, on. the frame <laughs> is so bad, but it gave us some Really, really good Jake Disco scenes. Yeah, like the lighting, really... the lighting in that ship was beautiful. Yeah, like the the whole excuse to get them there was just so dumb. Okay, would it have helped you, Caitlin, if they had done their original plan and featured O'Brien instead of the Ciscos? O'Brien and Keiko. No, that's a big no. That's a big <laughs> fucking it, only one o. comes back. N O'Brien. See that? <laughs> I, I, Thank you, Jake. Like, I, like I get that. the idea. See, this is the problem. Like, I can't see. Like, it it sort of belies belief that Cisco can build that on his own. Oh yeah. But in the other, I mean, plot, he built that bel- clock before. Yes, that's true. But that was while well under the influence of alien dude. But the thing with 
O'Brien's like, I could see him building this, but I can't see him thinking, I'm going to recreate this old Bajoran trip. That's the kind of thing I do. Oh, wait, no, it fucking isn't. I do my job. <laughs> I, I, could I get see him. cast and play darts. I feel like if it was O'Brien, it would be him and Bashir. And it would be Bashir being all like, no, it's a new, new, it's an expedition and discovering new worlds, but reenacting it and shit. And it would all, just be him being all fucking John Smith and Pocahontas, not yeah, like... And we already have a great Julian O'Brien scene in this show. That's the Where O'Brien almost says, I love you, Julian, like three times. And it's beautiful. I mean, here's the thing. I don't know much about the real Irish, but if the real Irish are anything like Irish-American, that is the closest you get telling someone that isn't a family member you love. That's the closest you get to telling certain family members you love. I was going to say. <laughs> mm, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so they sang, uh, they sang Jerusalem per request yep. of Meany and Elphadil. Um, because they couldn't get the rights to Louie Louie again. I was wondering why we weren't doing Louie Louie, that old sea chanty. Fucking rights. <laughs> and and the, other, the other one they couldn't get the rights to was uh, Rocket Man. Ugh. That would have been a wonderful meta joke. Nah, it's on the nose. Very, yeah, very on much. the nose. Well, they could have just fucking done row, row, row your boat. What's the problem? Oh, no, I was thinking because of Shatner, not because of... Uh, oh, not I'm thinking of... because they're in space. Yeah, no, I was thinking that, yeah, like, I kind of wonder if they were thinking because of Shatner. What's interesting, too, though, is that Jerusalem is weirdly appropriate. Isn't yeah, that a, isn't that like an Emerson Lake and Palmer? They do a cover of it. It's a traditional British British song. song. Yeah. It's so both actually, of them knew it. Yeah. It, it, it's actually really about environmentalism. Hmm. But the basis of it, the the I did, did those feet in ancient times, walk around and found green comes from this old British legend, legend that Christ once visited England. Obviously. Because that's where Rome got most of its tin. A lot of, you know, that's true. That part is true. Rome got much of its tin from England. And so because everyone back in the day wanted to connect Christ directly to them, they came up with the idea that for some reason, Jesus would have known a tin merchant or something, traveled to England so whereas that is obviously bullshit, it's still in a similar vein to this whole could the Polynesians have done this thing, which is an historic thing that you can kind of prove to be like, oh, wow, this might have actually worked. So they, they, there's a weird parallel there that admittedly probably unintended. Peruvians. That's the one. The Peruvians went Jesus to went to Peru. Wait. Mm, to get tin. Because he knew a tin merchant. Yeah. But yeah, no, that's really why they say that. The British tried to they also tried to claim direct lineage from Rome. It's dumb. Well, I mean, King Arthur was the was the emperor that time, so yes. it all makes mm. sense. Who's also obviously a, a real, another real historic figure. Oh, that reminds me. Uh, Jake, I think you were kind of getting this earlier, but you were talking about how history gets compressed and how everyone kind of thinks of the Middle Ages with knights and that. And you actually think about it, like, historically, the full plate armor son of a gun like the very ass end of the middle i'm pretty sure i saw a documentary about king arthur looking for the holy grail and he was in shining <laughs> armor awesome well that's the thing the, the one that was closest to accurate probably was the monty python they were just in the like the, the chain they weren't in full plate well, they even which wasn't that? even real like, chain mail it was yarn in king arthur times though i feel like king arthur was even earlier than that that's true i think king arthur if he was real, would have been approximately 800 AD. They, they must have had chains. 
by them. I don't know. You're right, though. I mean, some of it, like the helmets, some stuff was still a bit too late. More importantly, did they have coconuts? I mean, if an African mm. swallow, anyway. Yeah. Maybe they got the coconuts from the Peruvians that went to Polynesia. There we go. There you go. It yeah. all fits. They, 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 they hit up way England up. on their way back to Said hi to Jesus, high-fived him. <laughs> They're like, hey, Jesus, plant this coconut. There's going to be a bunch of trees. The knights are going to need them. It'll make sense. Now, when did Jesus go to Utah? Uh, that wasn't until after the, the resurrection. Got it. All right, yeah. we're good. We're all covered. Yeah. But so, now, when did that? That's the, when did that missing tribe get to America? Uh, huh? You'd have to. Add, you'd, have to you'd have to look it yeah. up in the book. Okay. Yeah. No. The, the whole thing is like the the Native Americans that Jesus appeared to weren't any Native Americans. They were descended from a lost tribe of Israel that had somehow made its way to what is now North America in like. 1,000 Oh, I remember them. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, and uh, Mel Brooks portrayed them in Blazing Saddles, remember? <laughs> <laughs> nice. Uh, uh, this, was, this was all told to a drunk by an angel with a trumpet. Was the drunk O'Brien? <laughs> yes, it all comes full circle. One of my one of my favorite comments I just read was uh, sitting at elf, was sitting at, oh my god, my fucking mouth. <laughs> was, I'll just say Alexander sitting, that's easier to say. Was um, Siddig says, I was, you know, really worried about portraying a drunk person because I'd never done that before. And it's such a fine line in acting, portraying a drunk person. So I was working on it and working on it. But, you know, it just came so naturally to call me. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's in his blood, oh. isn't it? Literally, he is always a little drunk. <laughs> I, I'd never done that before because everything else in the acting that he does is like super real and informed by his real life being in fucking space all the time and whatnot. Well, I mean, I, th I think it's one thing to like. Does he never drink? Is that what he's saying? He's never drank? Sitting? Well, never no, you have to play act. Drunk. Acting drunk. I just feel like if you've ever been to a party, you well, see well, thing, though, it's really easy to overreg it. Oh yeah, for sure, because most people go full bore, but the thing about drunk people is they're always trying not to look drunk. Yeah. And that's the important thing. Mm. Well, Sidig, I don't know if he's an observant Muslim. Mm. He might not drink. That's a good question. Is he an observant Muslim? I don't know. I don't know. I have know. no idea. What are we basing that on? Oh, where he's from. Durr, where he's I'm from. an idiot. Sorry. Never mind. I'm an asshole. I'm going to ask the internet. Ask the internet, yeah. Yeah. You know what's interesting? So the, the, the interplay of these two, these two plots together, you know, because, you know, the episode is about explorers. Yeah. Cisco and Jake go off to do an explore. <laughs> and Julian's over here being like, oh, man, Dr. Lentz got to do the whole going on the Lexington thing and doing the explore thing whilst I decided to stay here and be stagnant. And, man, it must have been... Different being her because hers is the more sought after job, and it turns out, oh no, hers wasn't all that interesting anyway. Fuck exploring, exploring is boring. But Cisco and Jake are off doing an explore, and it's very not boring. So, what the hell are they trying to say here? When you're not a main character on Star Trek, your job sucks. That's yeah. fair. That's true. But well, I know that the um, the writers are trying to like say that, oh yeah, because TNG was all about the exploring, well, we're all about staying in one, in one place, more or less. So they're kind of comparing the two and being like, you know, both can be good. Well, I don't know, Ish. though, but because I feel like the exploring that she was describing wasn't wasn't so much the same kind of stuff they're doing on the Enterprise. Because she's no, like, that's true. we're charting mm. star systems, which 
does actually sound pretty boring. Yeah. This is like why Riker turned down that post. Because yeah. it sounded fucking boring as fuck. Yeah. Yeah, it's like the Enterprise is kind of like, they're the first, like, they fly through and go, hey, there might be interesting shit here. Send someone else to look at it while we go have more adventure. Mm. Like, there, there's two waves of Starfleet exploration. There's the person that goes into the unknown and does, like, a quick pass and says, maybe this? And then there's the other people who actually have to, like, poke it and go, we... All right, we have a lot of forms to fill out about what this thing is. Everyone get your spreadsheets loaded up. <laughs> it actually kind of sounds like that's almost what they're going for next, based on what little I've read. Hmm. Like, they're the, the second contact ship. So, Doing uh, the boring work? This is going to be a terrible show. <laughs> well, it's also going to be a comedy, so. Oh, my God. They're going to take they're gonna take the sample and accidentally spill it on the floor, and it's going to eat through the floor. That's Things the thing. Like, I don't feel like Star Trek is super good at comedy. Like, I think sometimes like, they're think, funny by mistake, but. I think they got actual comedy writers. For this. They oh, went outside there, which is good, because, yes, usually when Star Trek tries to be funny, end up dying. And this is this is the one that isn't specifically for children, but children might watch it. What no, this? no, this this one is not for children at all. It's I think it's aimed at a an adult audience. Uh, I, I want to say lots of hentai. Well, I want to say some of the Rick and Morty writers. Oh, so it's, it actually odd. is aimed at children, just like fourteen year olds instead of eight year olds. Yeah, this the the like eight year old one. I haven't heard anything about that in ages, actually. But that's no. supposedly going to be all CG and on Nickelodeon. There's whereas too this, many projects going whereas on. Whereas this right one now. is traditionally animated, and I have no idea. I, think I hope it has Pickle that. Rick in it. God damn it. No word on whether or not Alexander Siddig is mos- is practicing Muslim, but he was born Siddig El Tahir El Fadil El Siddig Abdurrahman Muhammad Ahmed Abdel Karim El Mahdi. Wow. Got a, a, Get that tattooed on your back. In there. Jeez, that's, that's long. You should see. Uh, you should Direct, director known for. English actor and director known professionally as Siddig El Fadil and subsequently as Alexander Siddig. Yeah, I can't remember what, if have, I haven't watched the intro to the show. I, at some point during the run, he changes it. it. Yeah, he's still Siddig oh. El Fadil, right? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, I, I, I never quite understood why. I never researched. Why. I actually, I unfortunately don't remember, but I know it was a big enough deal when he did the change that he like didn't interview and teach guide about it oh. oh interesting we should look that hmm. up like i forget why he did it but i know like i hope it wasn't like islamophobia push- or some bullshit like that i mean know? honestly it uh, was yeah. but like i remember he even said like he did get a little pushback from like the muslim community like no we we had well, someone on star trek with that name in the opening credits come on man it. i'll no. look into it i'll report back later yeah no. we'll try to find it by the time the change in the credits actually happen mm. yeah perfect cool yeah yeah. My final question. Why does Jake know all these freighter captains? Because he hangs out at Quarks. He probably meets all kinds of people. Wow. Yeah, it's probably him and him and uh, Nog sitting there sharpening people. Yeah, I was going to say, he and Nog <laughs> probably tried to scam her somehow. Yeah. Or oh, one that's of her true. Crewmates. And when they couldn't pay up on, what's the game that they play? Dom Jot. Yeah, when they couldn't pay up, he was like, all right, well, what about if I give you a date with my dad? He's hot. <laughs> He's a hot if dad. If you start dating him, you can probably smuggle all kinds of crap through the station under the radar. That's if actually, you start, that's If you brilliant. start dating him, maybe he'll no, no. keep the goatee. You gotta date oh, I Odo. I hate it. I hate it so much, dude. Uh, well, unfortunately, I, I fucking know. Well, I think he looks better with the goatee and no hair. 
I mean, I, the goatee in this episode. But the real is goatee. Agree. Yeah, the real goatee. No. The goatee with the hair is kind of weird. Mostly because I'm used to the goatee and no. He was doing it for me without them. I don't like it as so much. I also hate change. It's true. But I really, I knew that that's what he would eventually look like, and I just don't care for it as much. Oh, yeah. Uh, that, so, one thing, I, you know, because, you know, she's older than him and this and that. I'm almost surprised Jake didn't cry to me. <laughs> he, he does like older Bajoran. Well, like funny. I said, like I said, Chase Masterson almost played Marta. That's, I know, yeah. Yeah. I actually have one final question, really. Yeah. Which is, like, why was Goldicott there with fireworks and shit? I think, so... Well, he just decided to be a nice fucking guy well, that no, day? Like, so... Oh, no, he was clearly it. acting under orders. He was yeah. not happy. The, uh, no. you know, so the whole thing Jake with the Cardassians it. was that, you know, for the longest time, the Bajorans have have said, oh, yeah, we've had, you know, we had people that made it to Cardassia, yada, yada, yada. solar sails. And the, and the Cardassians always denied it because they wanted to maintain their you know, superiority over the Bajorans and they didn't want to admit that the Bajorans would have had this technology. And it sounds like they had already previously discovered a crashed ship on Cardassia yeah. that they Full were covering of corpses, up. corpses, no doubt. Well, 800-year-old, you know, remains. I don't know if they're still considered corpses at that point. Mummies. Oh. But did they? My my idea is they died in the crash. Oh yeah, I'm sure they did. Jake, Presumably, Jake, Jake makes this stupid fucking comment when he's trying to tell you know to get Cisco to keep going, and he says, "Oh, did the ancient Bajorans give up and go home?" And I'm like, "No, they, they died. died in space." But anyway, so I think the thing with Ducat at the end was sort of like the gritted teeth, like, "Yep, I guess they did it." No. But like, why? Why did they even bother doing that? Because Cisco was about to prove that it was possible, yeah. and they had to say it first. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh. They had to make themselves part of it, kind of try to. Well, Plus, they wanted them. to show off their fireworks, yeah. which were awesome. It's also a good thing good because they definitely would have died in space. Sis- yeah. Cisco, the Ciscos, yep. uh, if Gal Dukat hadn't shown up when he did. One thing that about you know, because we were talking about the implausibility of the technology. How does how did the sail sailing ship get into space from Bayes? Slingshot. It's fine. Was it launched on a rocket? Was it like it must have been built in space? Is kind of the idea. Yeah. Or again, just like you said, Jake, they just stuck out on the top of a rocket, then let its payload go. Yeah. Now, how it was supposed to land? Couldn't tell you. Yeah, that's the thing. This this doesn't seem like a great plan because. There was no kind. Didn't look like there's any kind of heat shielding or way to re-enter an atmosphere. So you know, would maybe it was I mean, pl- maybe probably. the plan was just maybe yeah maybe they had like a space station in orbit that maybe uh, who knows. Uh, so they see. Were, I know. I doubt it. Why I know Cisco's plan. Cisco had I the radio, know, but Cisco had the radio. Then he and he could say, "Oh, if I get into trouble, I'll radio someone to come get me within 36 hours." I was like, "Jesus, that's a terrible idea." No, it was one hour. Oh, yeah, it was one hour. Yeah, but they wound up going way further than they expected. Yes, that's so. the, that yeah. was the issue. Yeah, and the idea would be, oh, if something goes wrong, I'll radio Kira, she'll transport us home. But then you realize, yeah, a lot could happen in that one hour. You're not even in fucking space suits. If, while in, if when your solar wing had flapped off, it had also, like, breached the hull, you'd be super dead. And Gal Dukat yeah. says it. Or if there were, you know, yeah. explosive decompression or... yeah. A, a meteor hits you or yeah, any any Jake flushes the zero G toilet wrong. That's right. <laughs> yeah, the zero G toilet is literally just a door toilet. into space. Yep. 
No, your dick would get sucked off. Well, no, that it's like an it airlock. You you got to close the lid on the oh, inside. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yes, that's true. Fine, that's true. Uh, I enjoy that they discuss it, though. Like, how does this work? You'll figure it yeah, out. It's like it's the first acknowledgement how, that though. shitting exists in Star yeah. Trek. He's a teenage boy. He'll put his dick in anything. It, it only took well into Deep Space Nine for them to say the word back. Mm. <laughs> yeah, but where, red letter but where, do you, where do you masturbate on that ship? Anyway, You do not. Directly with into your, the replicator. Your dad's right there. Like, what are you going to do? It's exactly, awkward. you don't. Oh, you mean on that ship? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, no, you don't. You hold it. You're only going to be gone for, like, a couple hours, right? Five days, he said. Oh, well, And the ancient Bajorans would have been gone for years or months. Years. Listen, he'll just have to deal with nocturnal emissions like every other horn. I mean, presume, presumably the Bajorans they sent weren't related. They could have just masturbated or fucked all they wanted. That's true. That is a good point. But they would have been in zero G, and fucking in zero G doesn't necessarily. I, I heard it's difficult. No, no, Velcro shoes, Ames. Velcro shoes. Has let's anybody keep, ever filmed a shoe. porno on the vomit comet? I what, don't. What I'm think sorry. So. What is a vomit comet? It's a it's a plane that they use to train astronauts. That, oh, that, to, that to like sim, it sim, does like simulate yeah, zero G. It, it like flies up and down to do zero G. The Mile even, High Zero G Club. But it's like they even used it for uh, some filming of Apollo thirteen. Yeah, oh, that's there was cool. a, a they did an OK Go video on it. I know. That's really awesome. that's OK wild. Go's videos are wild. Yeah, yeah. look up OK Go Zero cool. G video. It's kind of neat. It oh, like cool. their music is very mediocre, but their videos are always interesting to watch. Listen, you can't be great at everything. I know. And in this case, they chose to do the thing they're not great at, which hey, is Jake, Jake. music. Get 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 over it. Uh, you want to move on? We kind of have to. We've been talking about this for a while. Sure. We have. All right. Uh, wait, we'll, wait, we'll wait. Let's, let's just hold. That's a that's a bald-faced lie. We haven't been talking about this at all. We've been talking about everything else. Oh, yeah, let's talk about the Norwegians. Well. Bringing it back. Say. Bringing it back to Peru. All right, let's get to the good shit, because we're going to have lots to talk about. Tell us, Jake. All right. Tell us about family so, matters, whatever yeah. the fuck it's called. Uh, family so business. In family business, it's a rare condition this day and age to read any good God news on the newspaper God page. damn it. <laughs> Love and tradition. Every goddamn time. <laughs> That's right. Every time. You already made this joke. I, I know, but I didn't. Chris has caught it. Don't I didn't, a I good didn't do joke. a spoken word version. That's the difference. That's true. It's very Shatnerian. I was going to say it was an homage to Shatner. Yeah. I was just going to say that. Rocket Man. Anyway, uh, yeah. So in family business. It's, uh, Directed it's, by Renee Abrigenois. Renee yep. did it. Does all the Ferengi episodes now, evidently. It's Because he's yep. in love with Quark. It's a regular day at Quark's. Suddenly an, another Ferengi walks in. Brunt from the FCA. Uh-oh. Brunt. What a fucking... Uh, and he is... He's up to no good. He's He he puts a, a, a writ of... Uh, what was it? A writ of accountability? Yes. Yeah, yeah, right. Paste that up on the wall. It basically says... Uh, it sounds like it's kind of like an audit. But essentially, yeah. the, the FCA is the, what, the Ferengi they're like, Commerce they're like the IRS. Association or something. Um, I feel like they're probably more powerful and important than the IRS, yeah. considering it's the Ferengi. They're probably like the FBI, really. Um, Bit of both, like a combination of them. Well, the FBI would be researching only financial crimes on, on Ferengi. Yeah. Mm. Are there other crimes on Ferengi? That's what I'm sa- saying. Like, I'm sure like murder is like, well, you didn't bribe somebody enough to get away with the murder, so you're going away <laughs> for insufficient bribery. Yeah. Anyway, it turns out that Brunt's there because Quark is being charged with a family member who is uh, making profit illegally. 
Turns out that it's his mom, Moogie. Oh, that's pretty good, Jake. And his mom is, uh, yeah, uh, as we already know from uh, Pell, Ferengi women are not permitted by law to earn profit or wear clothes. And it turns out that uh, Quark and Rom's mom is kind of a kind of a feminist amongst Ferengi, since she does both of those things. Woo! She doesn't seem to go outside. Which is the other thing females can't do. Well, probably because she, she's she'd wear... working up to probably, it. Probably because she'd wear clothes. Like, really, she should do the Pell thing and just get some fake lobes. She and Pell would be awesome together. They should be in cahoots. Yeah. And take off her 14-pound prosthetic boobs that I heard that Moogie has. Mm. Ooh! She's got some heavy old titties. Yeah, so uh, Quark uh, heads off to the home world to sort matters out. And uh, we meet Moogie, and, and indeed, she's... Uh, 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 you know, pretty, a pretty, uh, I'm trying to think headstrong. of a strong, yeah, headstrong lady. Quark's like, take off those clothes this minute. And she refuses. They play that. Grunt won't look they at don't her. run that joke into the ground at all. Is the female talking to me? Oh, that's true. And yeah, it turns out, uh, as we find out later in the episode, she hasn't just made the three bars of latinum that, that the FCA found, but she's made much, much more evidently. Way she's more than Donald Trump. Yeah, she's the Donald Trump. No, no she's more no, successful that's than Donald terrible. Trump. Terrible. <laughs> He's not successful at but all. But she hides it all. She hides it all from from that's the IRS. True. Oh, yeah, okay, so fine. That's good at, fair. She's good at scamming uh, the government. So there's well, also that. She, yeah, that's true. Um, she wasn't given a, a solid million from her dad, though. So Quark that's is going to go, um, you know, reporter, and because it turns out in Frankie, if if you're if you're female breaks the law you have to pay for it and, and she's gonna be an indentured servant yeah unless unless he has to make restitution and she gets to be someone's fucking slave that's that's why well, unless she confesses. yeah if she confesses and returns Still, the money oh jesus yeah oh it's, it's horrible it's, it's really bad it makes sense i hate ferengi man they're yeah. shit the, the world building on ferenginar is wacky as fuck yeah awful every you gotta pay for everything you gotta bribe everybody it's it's ridiculous i love I love that it ra- it's raining all the time, so that when you visit someone, you can charge them to use a towel that's set out at the front door. Yeah. That was nice. So, uh, yeah, Quark and, and his mom don't get along at first, but uh, eventually Rom tricks them into coming together. In the end, it's kind of a bittersweet ending, because in the end, she ends up signing the confession. But for Quark. She only, yeah, for Quark's sake, so he doesn't get in trouble. Yeah. For way more than the FCA knew about. Yeah, but for way yeah, less than she she's actually. All of it? Well, she didn't. She in- confessed a third of it because. Yeah, but why didn't she just confess the three bars she because was uh, I think accused Quark of? Because yeah. had already uncovered that the other amount. Yeah, but Quark and- hadn't didn't need told to tell the him, stupid bitch. Yeah, but it was a matter Quark of honor for Quark bitch, not at that Moogie, point. Of course. Well, I don't believe that Quark has any fucking honor, so I think he's just stupid. Actually, you know why he did it? Because he's jealous. Yeah. He is jealous. so much more successful. He was just like, let's knock her down a few pegs. Yeah, and their dad was a failure and all this stuff. Mm -hmm. But uh, tell us about the beef (laughs) Just like Rom, (laughs) says Moogie. Ah, yes. uh, What was the (laughs) B-plot? Uh, Cisco goes on a date. Oh, yeah, Uh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I totally forgot about that. So, yes. That's really more like the b the B, B minus plot. Yeah, <laughs> it's very B one. Yeah, I, to, I, I mean, because you know what's interesting is that you know this is a this was sort of uh, teased last week, or I mean, in, la- yeah. in the last episode, because this is the the freighter captain that Jake was trying to set his dad up with. Turns out uh, we meet her in this episode. Her name is Cassidy. She's a fucking babe. She's a babe. She's trying to uh, 
load her ship and she's got a crew and she's got like her name pasted on all of the crates so you know who yeah, delivered it. And she's got the lobes for sure. She's got the lobes big time. So Cisco's like, well, uh, my son kind of like, um, so, uh, do, uh, do you want to go to, um, uh, I don't know, like, um, uh, uh, like a co- co- and then coffee? she's like, let's get coffee. Um, so they go on, so they go on their little coffee date to the replimat. What's the replimat? It's what like the, the shitty restaurant. It's like, yeah, it's where it you go. Like you know. I mean, I get it's it. It sounds like an automat. I get you that the is closed. Well, it's where you go when oh, you don't yeah. want to go to Quartz. Yeah. Which... Go to the Klingon yeah, restaurant first. Give you great. some gach. It's like, gach. And they would have Rakugino. Go to the, go to the Starbucks. Come on. The Replimax. No, like, the holodeck. Yeah. No, Starbucks is canceled, Jake. Oh, is it? Yep. Um, well, the Replimat basically is Starbucks. No, it sounds like an automat. Yeah, I, I mean, it's, I, it's, I think it's named after automats. Well, yeah, but I mean, it's not. Yeah, it's, it's where Julian and Garrick have their lunches. Not a bad, but I'm saying like it, there's probably no service. There's probably just yeah. She just wanted a coffee, That's not true. like a date. That's true. So they have this little yeah, they're date. Starting slow. It's fine. Exactly. Everyone. Oh, in the lead up to the date, everyone's kind of teasing Cisco. Jake has told everyone because um, they needed to stretch out the plot. Even Odo is doing a little yeah. teasing, um, while Miles and. Bashir are trying to break into Quarks, which is closed. Yeah, that, that was a yeah. single well, We want our dart boards back. Um, could, Miles have, could Miles have, as a past uh, transporter chief, could he have transported it out? Could he have transported themselves in? Like, oh, yeah. Mm, but then they'd be trapped in there forever. Yep. Actually, I could, I could see I could see Quark having ray shielding around the yeah, maybe. bar when he's not there. Oh, that makes sense. Anyway, so yeah, they have anyway, their little how's, date. How's the date. You know, it's a little awkward at first, as as dates often are. And she's it kind of looking shifty, like she's trying to get out of there, making up an excuse, like oh, I got a video, gotta get on a Zoom call later. But turns out that her Zoom call was with her was it her brother? She said, yeah, yeah. her yeah. brother, her brother, who's uh lives on a planet other side of the galaxy. I'm sorry, she he lives on Cestus three, which we should all remember. Oh, yeah, because it it's from familiar. A, it's from Arena. Oh, that's where the Gorn were. Oh. Well, what a horrible place! But it's certainly dusty enough for what Wait, her that, brother does. Was that where that they, was the outpost? Okay, is it where they the had the fight? the outpost they blew up. Okay. Yeah. Wow. So um, he's in Cestus Three. Turns out that the thing that the video call that she was waiting for was actually a, a radio audio broadcast of his baseball game. Just, why not a video? I know, why not a video? But whatever, she specifically says it's audio. Maybe because it's old-timey, you know? Yeah, yeah. runner takes first, pitcher shits his pants. <laughs> that sounds right. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's how, this and then Cisco, that's, how you, that's how you score in that game, isn't it? Yeah. And then Cisco wants to fuck her brother. He did a Damn it. skid it into her home, and he also did a skid in his pants. Oh. Skid mark. Wow. Yeah, he uh, broke both his arms, uh, sliding into second. And in that moment, she heard a huge thump from under the table. <laughs> Did you just say, sliding into second? <laughs> I'm sliding into second right now. <laughs> <laughs> well, he might not be right now, but he's going to be later, if yeah, you know what I mean. So, uh, oh, yeah. Sliding ending... into second, 
No, second what? isn't second like second touching yeah, stuff. Right? Under the isn't that like under the shirt? Yeah, that's that's uh, a <laughs> oh, under right, the, under the a... shirt over the bra. You're, you're going I... you're going with Gen Z bases. We're still on I legitimately. I legitimately forgot about <laughs> first second base being a thing. I was just ha. That's I was oh, just thinking gotcha. about slide into second. Yeah. Oh, this yeah. is the exact same ending as the. Uh, Julian going and hanging out with Dr. Lentz thing, which was them realizing, oh, we should go watch this thing together. Would you like that? I would love to. End of scene. Yeah. Both yeah. fucking times. That's true. Yeah, we don't get any, we don't get and any, we don't get any anal sex payoff, and or we sliding see, uh, into second. We do pan up to <laughs> see, uh, to see Jake <laughs> having <laughs> spied on them throughout the day, yeah. do a, do a, a sweet Creeper. fist pump when, uh, yeah. when they go off to, with each other to, to watch baseball. Wait, did that happen? Yes. Did I miss yep. that? Yeah, no, that happened. Son of a Bitch. I, I was like, yeah, it. baseball. Getting my dad late. Yeah, sliding into second. <laughs> Jake, you don't even shouldn't even know about that. You're like 16. Uh he was yeah, Marta. Marta, Marta. Oh yeah. She, she, she did showed shit Marta to him. or Marta showed him the, the mythical fifth base. So, you know. Yeah. He's been hanging out with all these freighter captains. <laughs> basically a pirate now. <laughs> well, he's gonna raid that booty. <laughs> You know, thinking about it, you know, like consensually, it be, consensually, it must be extra nice for Bajoran women to get, you know, gone down on by other Bajorans. They can use the nose ridges like as extra oh, for her pleasure, rib for yeah. pleasure for sure. Oh, I wonder yeah. if there's like a sex toy that's like a little vibrator that you attach to the nose. So that when you're going down, your nose actually vibrates. That should exist anyway. Well, probably should. Why yeah, does that, that not already exist? It tickle a lot to have on your nose. No, it will feel great. Yeah, but... Let's patent it right the fuck now. All right, now. Chris, cut this out so nobody steals the idea. For real, we'll we're gonna on, be rich. Flip on vibrating Bajoran ridges. Although aren't there no, are just like, like uh... just a nose vibe. It'll be perfect. They can use the. No, you know I won't be able to do it. Is because. All of the little bendy pieces that we'd need to keep the thing on your face are being used for the face masks, you know, for the new liberal hoax. Oh, that's I feel right. like also make your eyes quiver. Hmm. That's fine. You might not be Wouldn't comfortable be weird? to wear, is my concern. Yeah. It's okay, not, so. Listen, it's not about you, okay? Speaking of equipment. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Don't segue, then you have to keep all that. Segway, segway! <laughs> <laughs> I think I finally. Leave it in, which is what you Cassidy's going to say later. Out. Oh, no. I think, oh, yes. <laughs> I think I finally figured out the reason for the Ferengi head bobble thing. Head bobble thing? The, the, the shade. The head shade. Oh, they're they're yeah. Okay. They're, they're... Okay. So it apparently rains on Ferenginar all the fucking time. It's a swamp planet. Right. They really are frogs. Because they're like, frogs. Yeah. Yeah. That's what the so, writers. That's what the writers wrote in the in the page directions. Oh, nice. So it's a, it's a constantly raining, but they apparently never bothered inventing or buying the umbrella because <laughs> they keep those towels there. So. What I'm thinking, but we noticed they're not universal. Like Quark doesn't wear one, Brunt doesn't, Secretary at the FCA doesn't. But so I'm thinking it's therefore not a cultural thing necessarily. But what it is is some Ferengi wear it because what it does do at the very least is keep rain from trickling down your neck into your shirt. It redirects it to like your shoulders and your back. And you like know, some Ferengi are just too stubborn. They're like, I don't care, or they have a big enough back of their head that it's not an issue. Maybe if one of them would invent the fucking umbrella, oh, they could charge shitloads of right. platinum to take one of they? those at the door. Jesus. 
I feel like all their clothes are probably just water resistant. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. I wonder if but maybe... Right, but I still think it's to keep it, you know, rolling from your head to your water-resistant jacket. And again, not... Because you ever get rain, like, right between your neck and your shirt? Maybe, though, actually, kind of building on that, maybe it's not just that. Maybe it's a um, not wearing one is kind of a status symbol, perhaps, in that... You're basically saying, well, I can afford to pay for the towel when I walk into a building. Oh, uh, but, that's interesting. But by wearing one, you're saying, oh, I don't want to get so wet, so I'll wear one of these to, so I don't have to spend I think it's actually code. It's code that you're looking for a gay partner to piss on you. Mm. Then well, why, yellow, are they, why are they wearing them around Deep Space Nine where it doesn't rain at all? Well, because he's always looking for a gay man to piss on him. <laughs> Why are I mean, you I, not listening to I mean, what I am saying? I mean, I, I think the reason... He's got different color ones. Sometimes he was looking for something else. It's like a bandana. Because I, I think it's one of those, maybe it was utilitarian, but it also is now just fashion well, but I feel like maybe that... Was, mm. Okay, okay. I like the idea. I like it. I'm into it. I love Quark's outfits these, oh, this week, too. Oh, he looked too. great. I loved all of them. I remarked to Chris whilst I was watching this episode that I felt that Quark looked like a bomb pop in his original, mm. like, reddy, pinky, bluey situation. Oh. You know the one I mean, the rocket pop? Yeah, of the yeah, yeah, delicious. Wow, red, white, and blue. Yeah, yeah. I, mean, I actually kind of, because it was all, like, pink, I kind of thought it looked like that trans bride. Hmm, I didn't think of that. Mm. Shit. I mean, if the Klingon said trans rights, why couldn't, uh, why couldn't... Well, Quark? Ferengi wouldn't, so... Yeah. I mean, we saw what happened well, when somebody, when, you know, there was a female that just tried to dress male. Oh, gross. You're right. They would you saw what happened when there was people. a female. Yeah, you saw what happened when there was a female that just wore clothes. Yeah. God, everything about that. Oh, are you uncomfortable, Rom? Want me to take my clothes off? Yeah, For mom, that'd be only. great. Oh, get the fuck out of here. It's just so gross. Like, I... Yeah, Ugh. the Frank... The, we Ugh. got a window into Frankie culture, and it ain't great. Yeah, I want to close that window that's, immediately. I that's hardly it. a surprise. Yeah. But, like, yeah. we already knew, like, their horrible capitalistic bullshit is one thing. And we already knew that there was sexual repression going down. But to now see the extent of it and just how horrible it is. Yeah, when did great. we learn about the sexual repression? Well, we knew, like, from Pell. Pell. Well, that's not really sexual repression. I mean, re- repression based on gender oppression oh. it's oppression repression sexually is like being uh, closeted sure i think i mean um... either way we learned that okay. there's that there's issues of gender on franganar you know they might hate trans people but they probably would love gay people cutting females out altogether yeah i'm sure they'd yeah, fi- wonder, i'm sure they'd just... find a way to be shitty about it yeah, I wonder if some of that is, like, specifically, like, I have someone who will give me offspring. Offspring could be important to them in some way. Look how many sons I have. Yeah. Quark and Rom. There. Could be. I do like that they're already a short, but they build all their doors to blow even for themselves. They're like little hobbit doors, too. Did you notice? Yeah, they're all round. I, yeah. Well, I... It's probably been the familial home for centuries, and they could, you know, upgrade, but that would cost a lot of fucking money. Well, up until... It explains why Rom is always stooping. Up until the last Ooh. couple of years, Ferengi always kind of wa- walked around, kind of half hunched over, going, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> <Yep>. with their whips. 
Jake is doing the gesticulating from uh, Last Outpost. Too. I wish we were recording this because that was absolutely beautiful. <laughs> you know what it is? I it bet dollars like to dance. know that the, it's it's that the, the height of doors was set by some Grand Nagus who was particularly short, like centuries ago. That is mm. how high you make your doors now, no matter what. That I would feels be surprised. Right. It's probably a rule of acquisition. Probably. I couldn't believe that there were no fucking rules of acquisition. I thought of all the yeah. episodes and all the fucking yeah. all of Star Trek, we'd get a rule of acquisition. They're mentioned. Yeah. We yeah. know that Moogie helped Pork memorize the rules mm-hmm. of acquisition, but we get no rules. We only get, you know, paragraph 1034, subsection 3, or whatever the fuck. Oh, and of course, Brunt, that was uh, Jeffrey Combs. Oh, yes. Yeah, we saw previously. And he uh, plays the Andorian later, right? Yeah, yeah we're going to see more of him. Yeah, he's actually... We'll see Brunt a few more times. He has another recurring character on PS9, who I think I read actually appear in the same episode. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, that's that's making Jeffrey Combs the only Star Trek actor who plays multiple characters in one to episode. Appear, yeah, like as multiple characters. You mean episode. unlike that's Brent neat. Spiner, or unlike Tom and, and Will? Brent Riker? Spiner has a three. Actually, no, that's the same character. <laughs> Not non-regular. I think uh, that. Okay. Ah. Yeah, like you know, because like Sarah played. You know, of a Romulan and oh, yeah, at that Romulan. time, but they never met. But they weren't in the same episode. Mark Alamo was that hard guy that time. Of course, he never met. But again, he, not in the same. I thought the he distinction should. you were trying to make was that it was the same episode. I yeah, that's was. what I mean. Like, I think, yeah. I think Jeffrey Combs is the only one who's done that. As a non-regular cast Majel hasn't? Oh, Majel's definitely the Waxana and though. the computer in the same. I don't know if you're, if you're not counting the computer. I always count the computer. But no, this, artic- this article didn't, because uh, you're right. Although they did go out of their way in her first couple of appearances to not have the computer talk, but I think they eventually gave up on that. This, this... Oh, they definitely did it in the episode with Pup. Yep. This article, Fucking um... Pup. It sounds like it was going out of its way to find a thing. You know, like some some of those Guinness World Records is like... Where it's like, okay, well, how specific can we get to make this yeah. thing actually a world record? Yeah, this the, is the tallest tower of day-old Cheetos, not to be confused with the tallest tower of two-day-old Cheetos. Or the tallest tower of Cheetos. Mm. That's entirely different, much, Chris. Those are much easier to what stack. Because th- I'm a cheese-it guy. What do we think about cheese? As opposed to, as opposed to cheese, nip. cheese nips. But they're practically mm. the same, if I remember. Aren't they? I actually haven't had cheese nips in ages, so I don't know. I might have to get a box of cheese nips just to compare. Are cheese, cheese nips are still square? I think so. Yep. I think yeah. they're basically okay. identical. They're the same. Yeah. Do you know that Hydrox actually came before Oreo, and yet they are absolute trash? Yeah, but Hydrox also, A, they're trash, and they also sound like a cleaning product. Yeah. (laughs) Hydrox Uh, is like knockoff Clorox, you feel like, sort of. So, uh, yeah, yeah, you're talking about the enemy of British movie signing the thing anyway, which was definitely a bummer. Like, it was kind of nice that it turns out she secretly had a bunch of money squirreled away. I like that apparently... Rom got that aspect of her. Rom does, you know, like Ferality isn't the brightest. He has those occasional moments of like, you know, like when he stole a bunch of the Grand Nagus' money a few weeks ago. Mm. Or the he's fact better at keeping he, a secret, really, yeah. what is it, was what it is. He's better at keeping a secret than anyone yeah. else. Yeah. Well, he also yeah. came he up with that plan from the to Ferengi Benevolent Fund, right? You know? Yeah. Yeah. Like there, 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 there are depths to Rom, and he makes a fucking good law. Yeah, he makes a good luck. I mean, he's. It seems like Rom is, you know, he's a mechanical genius. It seems yeah. like 
Yeah, yeah like, they just decided this past couple of couple of couple episodes. No, because he because he laid the seed. Yeah, because well, he opened shown uh, him fixing replicators and stuff too. He opened another lock pretty early on. Um, yeah, in the Odo Noir yeah. episode, like it's like we were saying a few weeks ago. It's like he actually is quite smart. He's just not good at business. So to a Ferengi, he's an idiot. Yeah, and he's got a really dopey sounding voice. So yeah, that doesn't help. Yeah, he does a great job, say, lying to Ishka and Quark to get them in a room together, because I think that's where his his expertise is. His expertise is in keeping fucking secrets. And you know what's great, too, is because you can see he's so good at that, that you know the times where he quote-unquote slipped during Brunt's interview was clearly on purpose to fuck Quark. But brother, you stamp. It's like, okay, that was on purpose. I don't know about that. But then, he gets so, his, then he gets his foot stamped, and how could he want that? Well, because he's lost his brother some money, and that's what mm. Could be. I don't know. Yeah, that might be too deep of a dive, but I, I enjoy the idea. Well, remember, as, he, as a thought experiment, I like he, it. He got involved with a plot to try to assassinate Quark when he became Grand Magus that time, so... That's true. Cool. I want to talk a bit about Moogie's plan in, in how it's framed in the episode, because I think... The fact that Moogie is a is a business genius is awesome. She yes. she and Pell could could do wonders together. Oh yeah. But I think Pell does it better, and maybe it's just that the, the episode the, the Pell episode does it better at not feeling so fucking heavy handed about it. Because this one, from the off, you're like, but females, but females this, but females that, but females everything. Every fucking sentence is a females can't do this. Whilst in the, the Pell episode, you just let Pell be a character. Well, Pell had the advantage of starting off hidden. Yeah, I think they should have done something to... like that. I think they should have done something like that with Moogie so that it, it was more gradual that you started to see her radicalism. Because, mm. you know, she comes out and she's full, fully dressed and she talks to Brunt and everyone's like, you can't do this, you can't do this. Yeah, if she had very... put up, If she had put up some kind of a facade and was like, oh, and to take the clothes off, I didn't realize people were here. Oh, here we go. Now we're all set. I won't talk to you. Sorry. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I see that. But also, I think what they were trying to do was, you know, show that Moogie is and has always been probably, you know, just by the way that Quark talks about her, has oh, always yeah. been like kind of a radical feminist. Uh, or as radical a feminist you can be on Ferenginar. Yeah, but by Ferengi state. Not Sorry. not chewing their food and yeah. So she's always been out, out there and I think at this point in her in her old age she's just stopped giving any fucks. And that's and that's what we're seeing. To what end? Is it just that she's literally get like fed up and not gonna be naked anymore and Yeah, she just but she's, she's not still she's still it. Yeah, she still hides the fact that she's getting money, but she admits to it immediately when Quark asks her about it. Yeah, I think, I mean, I think she knows that the jig is up when they show up with Brunt. So, and I mean, and for all we know, she's already even heard that there was a a writ of uh, whatever the fuck it is. Accountability? Accountability. Why would she know that? I don't know. Why would you tell a female anything? Who knows? Maybe she... Who even talks maybe to she's a got a, Maybe Rom called her. To, tell, to let her know before they even left the station. Who knows? Yeah, if anyone would, it would be him. Oh, I mean, that honestly, was, that she actually, probably just wants to scare the FCA. Yeah, that actually explains why his tooth sharpener is out when he, when he comes over. Mm. It's like, what the fuck is that doing out on the table when you haven't been here in years? Mm. That's a good point. But uh, yeah, I don't know. I think, I think 
she kind of wants she's probably trying to make a statement with this whole thing she's hoping yeah. that yeah that you know yeah uh you know i can draw attention to this to this issue she probably intentionally flipped up people at the fca tell their friends their friends tell their wives about this freak who's doing this shit and then the seeds are sown well, maybe. probably 99 times out of 100 when something like this happens they sign the confession immediately and it, that's the end of it but if she can be like that one case that, you know, where they actually have to do the sell into into servitude thing and, you know, make Quark pay restitution, it, it would draw a lot more attention to it. And maybe she was hoping that other like minded people would be like, oh, that's kind of fucked. No, oh, she certainly didn't want to get sold into indentured servitude. I mean, she said she would yeah, do no. it, though. She said she would rather do that than sign the confession. Yeah, that was after a lot of um, her being like, no, I don't want that, though. Mm -hmm. I, um, Sarah, I was kind of hoping maybe the end that it turns out he was too big to fail. Like, they were going to show up and find out how much he actually had and be like, if, if, if we, like, try to we're undo We're going to collapse fortune, our own, we're our own collapse. economy. Yeah. So they just kind of have to be okay with it very quietly. See, that would have been a, that that been a more been cool. interesting ending, I think. Definitely. Mm. But in a way, like, it's a bummer, but it's also more realistic. Like, yeah, they wanted to keep the story like a family story. Like, the, the relationship between Ishka and Quark is really what the focus is. Yeah. Like, the writers likened this to a Ferengi version of a long day's journey into night, which is just, you know, family that has been apart for a long time and kind of getting back and, and learning about each other again. A lot less boob. I was going to say, Chris, that's one of your favorite plays, isn't it? Oh my god, I would kill him. Hmm. Not the main brother. The Failure. one with the not the not the one with tuberculosis or the other one? The other one. Okay. Uh, the one who he, isn't actually Eugene O'Neill. Yes. Yeah, because he has that amazing monologue. But yeah, but yeah, it's it, it focuses on the it focuses on the family. And again, it's also in the real world, you know. Cultural change takes time. You know, yeah, there's small victories, there's failures and that. So I think, you know, what it would have been kind of funny to have big sort of great victory for movie kind of thing. It also, like, is less representative of how she does. True. Well, and we see her again, right? I mean, I don't know anything about her, but I know future yeah. episodes, but I know we see her again. We do see her again, played by a different actress. Different actress. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah this is sex. realized I looked her up last night. I thought she might have been familiar, but I Well, she and Majel at some point are both going to be tattooed upon my person because they are my Gross. favorite Star Trek feminist icons. Mm. No Uhura? Yeah, right. But Uhura Majel, can come too. But, but uh, Luoxana likes being naked and Mugi doesn't like being naked. I was thinking mm. about having them get married and have... Oh. Uh, On your body? They could have, they could have yeah. a wedding where, uh, where Luoxana <laughs> well, no, gets Luoxana to be naked. Luoxana would be naked and, and the Ferengi Mugi gets to be dressed. There you go. Perfect. <laughs> I said uh, someone should design like a shirt of them. Thelma and Louise. Yeah, but it's like a top-down shuttlecraft. Or hmm. Can Pell come? Pell should come. Pell should officiate. There we go. I was thinking also that it would be a good, like, Luoxana could be the Queen of Hearts and uh, Mugi could be the Queen of Diamonds. Might kind of work. Mm. No, Ames doesn't like that. No, it's too, too thematic. Cheesy? Cheesy. <laughs> cheesy? cheesy? Is that the cheesy word you're looking too. for? I'll, I'll say cheesy. Thank you. Cheese it. Mmm, cheese nips. What they really have to do is official Ferenginar Monopoly. Like, I know there's Star Trek Monopoly. They need Ferenginar Monopoly. 
and have like the Grand Nagus's head thing as one of the tokens. They like being in show or they being in the real world? In the real world. I want to be able to buy Frank why, and Arbuckle. Why don't you just make it, Why? Chris? You don't need another fucking... Oh, Jake, why don't you make it? You have a I fe- 3D I feel printer. Like the, I feel like the rules should be extra stacked against you and everyone loses except the Grand Nagus. Yeah, I, think we should, I think we should actually design a frustratingly impossible board game that is okay. inspired by Monopoly. So we're going to create Ferenganopoly... And we're going to invent a Bajoran nose vibrator. Yes, there's our two business ideas. We're going to be fucking rich. The funny thing is, for the Franganar Monopoly, the end game is we get sued by Mattel. <laughs> <laughs> or whoever. I, I don't know if Mattel it. makes Monopoly. I don't know who does, but. Isn't it Parker, Parker Brothers, Brothers or something? I don't know. Might be Hasbro. Ha- oh, yeah, Hasbro might be right. No, you're right. Except, it is Hasbro. Except I think Hasbro bought Parker Brothers at some point or vice versa. Mm. So they're all the same company now anyway. Either way. Everything's secretly we get owned by sued stuff in the end. That's, that's all that matters. That's the yeah. important part. So sued. I have an important note, and that's that Jake wanted to talk about the Rubicon. Oh, yeah. I mentioned. So, yeah. So this is just like a little. The writers must have been chuckling to themselves. Uh, so at the start. I'm sure they um, were. They mentioned uh, that there is a new runabout to replace the one that was destroyed with the uh, battle. With yeah, with yeah. Derek and uh, Odo. And Cisco's like, I want to call it the Rubicon, which the last one, you know, the one that it's replacing was destroyed in the episode The Die is Cast, which is a reference to what Julius Caesar said famously after crossing the Rubicon. Oh! Poetic naming choice. Yeah, and Tane gets off to delivering like a Julius Caesar line or something. Was that what happened there? Well, the whole episode. No, I think Garrett, Garrett, yeah, Garrett, Garrett gave had, a line. Was, yeah. uh, he, he, quoting yeah, he Caesar. was quoting Caesar because he didn't understand the play. Uh, that reminds me. So this is about a salad dressing, you say? Hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there was, um, we were talking about the Ferengi justice system, how it might work, and I, about, I think it was, it was either Rome or ancient, probably where depending on the city state, they didn't have, like, public prosecution. Like, the state didn't prosecute crime. So the only way really you could get justice if crime was committed against you was if you had enough money to mount a prosecution. Hmm. Like, you had to pay for prosecution. So, essentially, if you if you committed a crime against somebody who was poor, you got away with it. Just like now, yeah, but maybe. even worse. Well, that raises a question. But I imagine the pays for the FCA? I wonder if the FCA is a is a private venture that like, like you get to keep if you're able to uncover financial crimes, you get to keep. Yeah, they the, definitely got Moogie's money. Pro, oh like, yeah, so Brunt's like got all Brunt that money just from Moogie collect now. the money. That could yeah, yep. I did like the little you know deposit boxes everywhere with Tinka's head on, mm. just constant paying and bribery. Oh, take that. a seat. How much? How much? <laughs> I'll stand. That's one strip. When he stood up to greet Rom, I almost expected him to make him pay a second time for the <laughs> right? seat. Yeah. yeah, I did too. I was that, really that would have been silly. That would have been a silly Ferengi fucking thing. And we'd already done the forty flights of stairs because the expensive elevator. Oh god! I oh imagine. man! And they take the elevator down because Rom lies to him about the money. You know yep. he's taking that out of Rom's salary. Oh, yep. <laughs> Good. I wonder if he deserves Rom, it. Rom must have already. Bitch. Rom must have already taken the elevator up. Because like he kind of acted like he was out of breath, but he was too close on Quark's heel. Mm. So was it 
Do we think it was it's just in better per shape. trip? Like, do you think if you're taking the elevator with multiple people, you can split the fee, or is it per person? Oh, God, no, it is definitely... It's per person, mm. more certainly. I don't know. There must be a way around it, like sneaking people into the drive-in a drive in, in your... I almost Purse? said boot. Jesus Christ. <laughs> what? Your, um... Trunk? Trunk. Wait, drive-ins you pay per person? I always assumed it was per car. Um, it didn't used to be, if it is now. Know. I mean, yeah, nowadays drive-ins are such a rare commodity. They're probably just happy to have anyone show up. I don't know. Drive-ins are coming made, back. Did you hear that they yeah. built one at Kowloon? Oh, really? Really? Yeah, dude, we need to fucking go to Kowloon. I'm surprised they don't just what, build one in the parking lot of, like, Revere Cinema. How about every fucking parking lot everywhere? Who the well, fuck they, is parking right now? Well, like, especially at movie part, theaters. Yeah. The tricky part is, like, it's one thing to set up a screen and a projector, but then you have to set up all the sound. Well, a lot of them, a lot of them also broadcast. No, they, they do it. No, no, they don't do that anymore. They do it by oh, radio. It's okay. a radio dial. Yeah. I went to one when I was younger. Hey, um, especially nowadays, so many radio stations closing down. That's just a bunch of empty air. Yeah. Yep. Yep. It's totally easy to do that. Though I love, I love those those things that you like mount in your window. Mm. That's really cool. But yeah, they don't do that shit anymore. You know, it was an interesting little touch. But um, when when Rom did show up, and didn't have any Latin. He looks at Quark, uh, brother, and Quark's like, eh, drops the money in. Like, the secretary looked vaguely scandalized. Oh. Like, not hugely, just he did kind of make a little face, like, just gonna say yes. There was no barter, no discussion of what the interest would be, like. Mm. He's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think he's just probably more likely smug, because I'm guessing he paid full price yeah, for Rom. Yeah, probably. I didn't. I didn't notice the moment though. So yeah, it was a very subtle expression. Like even even Quark, who was much more traditionally Ferengi, occasionally not. Well, it was an important episode about the importance of family. Yeah. Yeah, I love the quote. I think I think Rom gives this. Is this Rom or is this Moogie that says, "Dad couldn't have hold, held on to Latin if you'd sewed it into his pants." That was Rom. That's a. That's surprising, because that's a great line. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it was a really good line. My final note is uh, when um, Cisco and Cassidy Cassidy are going out for their coffee date, they're like, let's have coffee at 1,800 hours. And I wrote down, who has coffee that late? Answer, Miles, Miles O'Brien has coffee all damn day long. My husband never has coffee in the afternoon. Well, the other thing, though, because so, so 1,800 hours would be 6 p.m., Yep. Mm-hmm. But it's also a 26-hour day. Yeah. Huh? They established that in season yeah. one. I don't remember that at all. They never established that, but they've mentioned 26 hours an awful lot. That's way too many fucking hours. It's the length of a Bajoran day. So, they've never, so there's a 13 o'clock? I guess. Two of them, well, I suppose. I was say there's already a 1,300 hours. Because they're yeah, I don't know no, if they but, used... like We yeah. would say 2 o'clock, 13 o'clock. Maybe... But yeah, it's so military, yeah, they, probably they probably don't. They probably, probably just have, them. you know, 2,500 hours. Yeah. Wild. But yeah, we don't, don't know what kind of schedule. Plus, I mean, I don't know about... I imagine both Ben and Cassidy being... Ben's the head of a space station who, when he remembers he's got important things to do, has a lot and, of important things to and do. And isn't in the, in the fucking bunker building his, himself a fucking spaceship. Sir, you, you do remember the Dominion still could just show up and eat. Okay. 
Nope, got to build these solar sails. But, like, Cassidy probably has crazy schedules because of, like, bouncing around. Yeah, like, you're you're traveling to places that have different times than you all the time. That's got to be nuts. Like, they probably both... Wait, wait a second. I just want to get this out. They probably both have drank so much caffeine in their lives at this point that it's not so much to keep them awake, it's to keep them from dying. (laughs) Well, I was just going to ask, that actually fits really well into what I was trying to say, because... If they eliminated alcohol from alcohol, from some booze, alcohol, drinks, from synthahol, yeah. right? Do we think that coffee even still has caffeine? Fucking better be. This or does it have synthe- <laughs> synthephine? Well, they're also drinking if there, Klingon coffee. If there wasn't caffeine in the coffee, they wouldn't have made a big deal about how Miles doesn't drink coffee late in the day. Well, I think True. that was just to prove that Keiko doesn't, Keiko know, doesn't her know her husband. Yeah, yeah. so. <laughs> Yeah, but no, I imagine uh, Bractagino doesn't just have caffeine; it has like super super caffeine. caffeine. It's got cocaine. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, that's the thing. It I wonder, Gowron like, so well, you know, drugs that are today that are really addictive. I imagine like addiction treatments for the most part are probably, especially for common drugs like cocaine or heroin and things like that, or whatever the Jem Hadar use. Well, but again, Woof. like we know that that is like a chemical addiction and there's no way to break them of it because it's part of their DNA. And we know that, um, what's his name? David, David Marcus. Marcus. No, his, the character from the, from that show though. Yes. Like they had some addiction, some chemical addiction, but I wonder if like doing drugs isn't so bad. Like I wonder if you could just do cocaine to stay awake and then like get a hypospray to cure the addiction the next day. I don't know. Why would anyone do drugs, Tasha? Well, but... Well, you see... Remember... I actually... I think that actually there probably isn't a hypo spray to fix that, because that's mental. It's not always physical. Well, yeah, but I mean, like, it, a could lot be, of it could, could be... mental. You know, they can do all kinds of crazy shit. Well, they, they use that brain yeah. ray from the uh, Madhouse episode of TOS. They can just rewrite your brain, dude. But we all know in Gene's future, they're, you know, at least the people of the Federation do that sort of thing. That's true. I bet you also they have other, like, equivalents to drugs. Like, you know, just vitamin supplements and stuff. Holodeck addiction. Well, they're all, and they're always, like, <laughs> putting on, like, cortical stimulators and yeah. things like that. So it's probably just new, more legal drugs that are just as bad as the old illegal drugs. Oh, yes. yeah. But, oh, yeah. you know. Being hyposprayed into your face all the time. But yeah, the original, I know we talked about this time, but the original script or be on the edge of forever. Oh, yeah. It wasn't Doc getting accidentally injected. Some random crewman who was secretly getting high all the time. I think he was, like, stealing. All we know is is that biomed gel is definitely not allowed to fuck around with that. Definitely. Yeah, but then they but then they yelled at Harlan Ellison saying, you can't do that! Not yeah. on Star Trek! Who the hell do you think we are, man? Oh, and that, I'm sorry. And that's why he, and that's why he hated that that, that that show won. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought you wanted Tell a compelling story, not be a wuss. No, it's better with McCoy, though. Yeah, I mean, in a lot of ways, it does work better. Yeah. I, I, you know. And fucking DeForest Kelly better own with that. McCoy. Yeah. Also, Yay. like, I feel like a drug addiction subplot wouldn't have fit in that episode. Like, there was there was already no, like, enough I, I, going on there. I just I just like to, you know, goof on Harlan. When have they ever let another plot not fitting into an episode stop That's them? That's true. <laughs> Play them all! Awesome. Hey, actually, when you think about TOS, they didn't do plots back. No. 
Sometimes they didn't even do A plots. <laughs> well, they had a lot. They had like moments where they allowed the characters who weren't Spock, McCoy, and Kirk have a line, and that yeah. was what they did for yeah. B plots. They'd have like there'd be back. like a scene with with the three non-main characters. Yeah, having a laugh about something. Yeah, so Scotty's kind of between the main and yeah. non-main. He's, a, he's, yeah, he's in middle. his own realm. But uh, Sulu, Uhura, and uh, um, it's, it's Walter, something that never occurred to people thing. right now that didn't really do plots on the show. That's because all they needed was Kirk having an adventure. That's all they wanted to focus on most of the time. Yeah, Who cares about just, the, the more minor characters? I kind of wonder if B-plots just weren't really a thing in television in general then, or just some shows. Let me know if you know, listeners. No. Well, we've gotten so far off track for about the 30th time today. Sorry, so yeah, let me, EOS, wow. Let me if check my notes. Oh, my last note. Uh, they didn't have time to create a foam latex piece for Moogie's shoulders and chest. So the the um, makeup designer, Michael Westmore, had to use rubberized Kleenex. Because it didn't look good, just, you know, bare. Those are called what dental, the fuck those is a dental rubberized dams. Kleenex? That's a dental dam. I don't know. You take you take Kleenex, you wad it up, and then you rubber it. Huh? Yeah, I sort of assumed like almost like paper mache, but using rubber. Like, yeah, that's what I Yeah, and then paint it the right color. And... Well, right, and s- instead of like slapping it on her directly, because then probably going to be a bit. Actually, to get no. Off. Actually, I think yeah, uh, we did, for a play that we did many years ago, we had somebody create a prosthetic using toilet paper and liquid latex, I believe. Oh, that's very true. Oh, yeah, so that is a thing. Maybe, Makeup. maybe this is why the actress didn't come back for the second time. We'll we'll see Ishka. Maybe because they ripped off all her skin with their fucking prosthetic. Mm-hmm. Those sons of bitches. That actually, the this actress, she's still alive. The second Moogie, younger, passed away. Why are they like, casting? Uh, why are they casting Moogie so young? I probably because an old an older some- person would have a harder time being under that much makeup. Maybe. That's a good Well, and point. also, like, Estelle Getty was the youngest cast member of Golden Girls and played the oldest person. Yeah, yeah. that's because she was three feet tall. tall then, you know, yeah, Estelle like. was the youngest, yep. Well, it's funny, like, how much younger she did look the minute you just took the glasses yeah. off. Well, that's true. Yeah. Like, just, just taking off those gargantuan glasses, you're like, oh, yeah, she's not like I think, I think the fact that she was so diminutive and the glasses yeah. conspired to make her seem the oldest. Well, that's yeah, like she was. Not only is she already genuinely quite short, she's also next to VR. Right, who's like four hundred feet tall, unusually Huge. tall. Yeah. So yeah, with those powers combined, you've got Captain uh, Sophia. Hmm. Picture the Alpha Quadrant. Start eight three two five seven eight. I don't care. I'm done. All right. Yeah, I, I actually <laughs> I had no other notes. Play ball. God damn it! All right. Well. If you enjoyed that and you want to hear more A Star to Steer Her By, we'll be back next week when we discuss two more great, well, I mean, two more just DS9 episodes. I guess I don't know if they're great or not. But next week we'll be talking about Shakar and Facets. Huh? Hips don't lie. Not Shakira, (laughs) Shakar. (laughs) If you like what you heard and you want to hear more, A Star to Steer Her By is available where all fine podcasts are sold. We are on Google Play, Stitcher, SoundCloud. Apple Podcasts. Uh, we also have several homes on the web that you can check out. We're on Facebook if you search for A Star to Steer Her By. We are SSHB Podcast on Twitter and Tumblr, or you can visit SSHBpodcast.com. Find our awesome home on the web, which is definitely not just a link to our Tumblr. 
Definitely not. No, definitely not that. I have been Caitlin. I have been Jake. This has been Chris. And this is always Ames. Moogie. those feet in ancient times. You Walk know Jerusalem? Walk up on England mountain. He's got the song by Emerson, Lake, and Paul. Yeah, I have an it album. comes up often. ELP covered it. That's the only reason I know. It's kind of like how I know the Canadian National Anthem because of the South Park movie. Oh, Canada! Canada. It's also also way easier than 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 Way out of tune. Yeah, they're uh, cutting all of this. Uh, we'll I think we I'm should do a national recording. anthem at the start of every episode going forward. Which one, though? We'll do a new one every week. Ooh! Ooh.